Hey guys, how's it going? Good morning. It is Chris. It's another episode of Creatively Speaking. It is Monday morning, so hopefully everyone had a fantastic weekend out there. I know I did. Uh, But let's talk about it today. Let's talk about the headline in regards to today's episode, and that happens to be the question of, do I recommend partnerships? Now, this is a question that... um, so here's the thing. Uh, tomorrow, you know, just a little shameless plug, we're doing a Facebook Live at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time on our Cash Hunt uh, page. So definitely check it out. Um, there's some cool things that I'm covering. I'm three key questions that I, I kind of cherry picked. Um, and what I mean by that is a couple of weeks ago, uh, prior to the holiday, uh, we asked for questions that we were going to do an upcoming Facebook Live. We did one a couple months ago, uh, was pretty successful. And um, it was really cool. We got a good response out of it. And being that the previous Facebook Live kind of took a little bit longer than I expected because of just too many questions, uh, we pretty much picked three. And with that being said, I think they're really three important ones. I'm not going to spoil it because I want it to be a little bit more of a reveal tomorrow. But one of the questions I am going to take from that and to put it into this episode, and that was in regards to partnerships, right? So my recommendation, do I recommend it? Do I not recommend it? All right. So here's the thing. I've been in business for over 20 years and um, I've experienced it on both ways. Now, I currently am not in a business relationship with anybody. Uh, I do have you know, facilitators that are in another form of partnership. But as far as a grassroots right up to the you know, foundation right up to now, as far as a partnership, that does not exist. If you want to call my wife a partner, yes, we are partners in the form of the foundation of our business. But as far as a friend or a family member or a colleague, no. Um, though, with that said, when I first started in business, prior to what we do here as Ca- with Cash Hunt, there was another business that we um, had created. Um, and at one time, we actually created um, professional uh, dinner theaters, a uh, comedy dinner theater back in the later part of the 90s. Uh, it was pretty successful. It ran for about a couple of years. And uh, at that particular point, was um, involved in, in a business partnership. So I have the experience on both ends. Would I recommend it? Yes and no. Um, I would probably say more so not, um, and I'll explain why. So most partnerships, for the lack of a better sense, is usually started by either a friend, colleague, family member. Um, Very rarely are they conducted by two strangers. Now, they do exist, you know, the old adage, you know, two people walk into a bar and discuss a business, you know, they meet and discuss a business and boom, 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 they write it on, on a napkin and, you know, they're a million dollar business, you know, whatever, down the road. Yeah, that's great. Does it exist? Sure it does. Um, you know, I know I was just watching a documentary about the Funko Pops. That's pretty much what happened. And that's a phenomenal business to uh, cover. And I like to talk about them because it's definitely original and that will be for another episode down the road. But, um, you know, there's other ones that you hear to students in school. Those are pretty good. Those are pretty successful as well. The thing that I try to say is try to separate personal uh, with professional. Uh, and sometimes when you're dealing with a friend or a close friend or a family member, they can work well. And for the most part, they don't. And it gets into a personal level outside of the business. So here's the thing. When a business idea blossoms, <clears throat> could be over a cocktail, could be over a discussion, could be a, you know just on the golf course and the shower, whatever the case might be. There is that adrenaline. I've always talked about this all the time. 
it's a great feeling. It's exciting. You pull out the notebooks, you know, you pull out that, you know, anything to write on, type it up or whatever and come up with this great idea. And there's a lot of great ideas out there. But here's the problem. The problem with this, as far as a high percentage, there is that dreaded W word. You've heard me say it many times. I've said it via speaking. I've said it on a podcast. I've said it on a YouTube uh, episode. And that happens to be the W word being work. When work is involved, then it kind of changes the momentum. Okay, so what ends up happening? Have you heard of a person that's always had this great business idea? You know, I got this great business idea, blah, blah, blah. They get the adrenaline, they get the excitement, they're going to start working on it. And then when work comes into play, then they kind of, you know, uh, not get discouraged, but they don't, uh, it's like, oh, wow, there's a lot of, lot of shit to do, excuse my language, in regards to getting this off the road. And quite frankly, there's a lot of sacrifice that uh, is involved in entrepreneurship. And it's a really kind of lonely life, you know, but there is a lot of work. So you have to hustle. You have to work. You got to work. There's no other way of around it. And if by you know working and working hard and taking some sacrifices, you know, uh, and just really concentrating at the business at hand, you will, I really believe this, be successful. You have to push. You have to keep your integrity up and just your motivation, and you will be successful. You know, success is not driven by, you know, two or three weeks, two or three months, two or three years. It could take time. And I think today's world now with technology, you know, prior to when I first started doing business, you know, over 20 years ago, it was a little bit, t- you know, tougher because there was no, you know, social media. There's no way of getting the word around, you know, quicker as people are now. But here's the thing. When you're dealing with partnerships, if you're lucky, if you are lucky and both people have the same mindset, which trust me, it is very difficult to find then you are off and running. You're off and running. If you're like, let's do this, let's bust our asses, let's do it, let's go, you are off and running. That is a very small percentage. The high percentage is this, and this is what I found in uh, partnerships. Great guy, uh, really nice acquaintance that I had. Um, Great uh, start. Horrible finish. Great start, horrible finish. Why? The W word. One person was working. The other one was there working and then just suddenly just tended to show up um, for the check. That doesn't work. Because the scenario is it's about commitment. If you're going to put commitment to everything, that's fine. That means if you have a meeting at 7 o'clock on a you know, next Tuesday to discuss the next business strategy, you got to be there at seven o'clock next Tuesday. If you show up an hour late, the commitment level is not there. And that's what I found out many years ago. And I, being the fool, should have known better. I should have saw, you know, the storm coming, you know, as it was approaching. Because what I noticed that, you know, one was there for the work to put the production together, et cetera, et cetera. And the other one was there, but was even looked upon amongst our cast as kind of not the strong set. It is what it is. The factor of it is, is that uh, though it lasted for a long time, uh, which was great, it was a great run, 
you knew at that particular point it was time to break off and eventually go on your own. So with that being said, that happens quite a bit, more than you would imagine, definitely more than you would imagine. But um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little small break for a few words for uh, Flip Key, and then we're going to come back and talk about you know why it's probably better off you know being your own uh, uh, entrepreneur in that regard. So just listen to these few words, and I'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. So we talked about my view on partnerships in in the uh, the first part of this episode, and. Um, you know, the key thing about it is this, guys. What I will mention is, you know, when it comes to per- partnerships, um, you know, before I go into being a solo, you know, individual and as far as an entrepreneur, how can I say it? When it becomes a family or friend partnership, you've got to keep the personal and the professional completely separate because, because of one reason. If you have a spat, professionally speaking, that is going to trickle its way personally. And, you know, it could be a, it's a shame because it could be a family member. It could be a friend, but if, if it's a family member, it's even worse because then it becomes difficult if you're at a, I don't know, a holiday party, a family outing, a, you know, whatever the case might be. And these two individuals that happen to work together now are also relatives and it makes things awkward. So I will tell you to refrain from a partnership with a relative, unless it's your spouse or whatever. That's a little bit different that, you know, because a spouse is kind of like a cemented uh, partnership in itself, right? As far as the, the unity of itself. But if it's like a, you know, a brother or a sister or a cousin or an uncle, that could get a little bit shaky. You know, if you kind of read up on that, you'll notice that there has been some, you know, problems in businesses that have gone really, really uh, the wrong way, you know, and sometimes it unfortunately deals with money. You know, it's not about the foundation of the business. Sometimes it's about money. So what you guys have to come into understanding, and that is right at the very beginning, and that is if you feel that this eventually is not going to work, though that one is doing the work and the other one is not, and you do not have a solid um, understanding of the finances, what you have to give in order to receive. And trust me, you're going to be giving more into your business than receiving. That's something a part of reality. And the sacrifices and the time that is being, you know, instilled in this project that you, you know, are trying to do. If you see that that is not going to, you know, not going to take place, do both of yourselves a humongous favor and step away. Step away. If though, and I mean in a legal sense, you you know, first of all, you got to get your all your ducks in a row, business licenses, you know, and open up accounts, the whole nine yards, loans, whatever the Kickstarter campaign, whatever. If you notice though that this is not going to fall into that problem, then go for it, but be cautious. Legally speaking, you better get your all your ducks in a row in that regard. That's the one thing I, I would tell you because if you don't, then it's going to bite one of you guys in the butt. 
So that's the one thing I'm going to mention in that, in that regard. Now, going solo. Okay. Going solo to me is important, and I'll tell you the reason why. Being an entrepreneur is definitely a lower, you know, a, a lonely existence. You know, it's I like to call it the mistress. You know, it's um, I'm not trying to condone <laughs> cheating on anybody, but it is the thing that you probably outside of your spouse you're taking the most time on. You know, and uh, you know, family comes first and business comes second. But you will find yourself in, in a scenario that you are constantly in that business. And the factor of it is, it'll take up a lot of your time. You just have to control your time management. Now, the reason why with entrepreneurship, you know, being solo, there is no finger pointing. You will wear a lot of hats. If you like what you're doing, those hats are not going to weigh on you a lot. You will be in completely, you know, complete control in regards to your marketing and marketing, in regards to your management, in regards to the growth, in regards to everything. But it takes a lot of time. Look, when it came to cash hunt, as far as myself, it took a long time to get it to a point where it is today. And a lot of people look at the final execution, but they have to understand the work that's being involved. Because look, let's let's be truthful, folks. Whatever business that you start today, unless it's a franchise, no one's ever heard of you. Not one person on the planet has heard of you or your brand. Your primary mission is to get your brand off the ground. So that is difficult and it takes time. There have been scenarios that, you know, very, very, probably 1% that brands have taken off in a matter of a minute, so to speak. That doesn't happen that often. Let's be real. So you hold a lot of hats. You fail, which I always recommend failure in some cases is good because nothing's ever rosy. Um, But you learn from those mistakes, right? As the old uh, saying goes. And then at that particular point, you keep on growing. You get tougher. Your skin gets thicker. You know, um, you learn your mistakes, you get better, you concentrate on the competition, you study the competition. You know, it's a roller coaster ride, seasons, all that stuff plays a role. But if you have done your homework correctly, being a sole proprietorship or a you know, self employee, whatever you want, I mean, uh, entrepreneur, or whatever you want to call it, because there's so many different versions of it, it is the healthiest thing. Because you're not going to have an awkward conversation with a partner. You're not going to have an awkward scenario walking into a cookout you know, or, or anything like that. So I always recommend it that way. And I'll tell you, if I didn't start off in a partnership with another business, I probably would probably be looking for a partner now to kind of ease off you know, the burden of, of the work, you know, especially now, uh, you know, 19 years into my current business of cash hunt. But it's a good thing. You learn from it, and I know I can control my own destiny. So, I want. I hopefully that answers the question because a lot of people, you know, look to get into partnerships. Like I, again, I'm not telling you to, you know, stay away from it. Just be cautious of it because you know if you're not, then you know it could lead into a problem. So. Test both waters, but before you go into anything, test each other, ask those questions on level of commitment and what they're willing to bring to the table. That's the one thing I'm going to actually finish off with. What you bring to the table. In other words, two guys or two ladies or a guy and a girl, whatever the partner is, 
you have to figure out, it's like, all right, after the enthusiasm and the adrenaline has stopped and the excitement, you know, has kind of subsided, now you get down to business, no pun intended. What are you going to bring to the table? I'm great at websites or I'm great in marketing or I'm great in management or I'm great at human resources. What are you going to bring to the table? Once you figure out those responsibilities, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. You're just two different branches of a tree, the tree being the business. And once you figure that out, then that's fine. The key thing is, though, each partner should be good at at least over one thing. So if one is good at management, maybe they're good at marketing. And maybe if the other guy is or gal is good at websites, then probably good at designing because it keeps you constantly busy. What do I mean by that? Let's say one particular person is great at websites. Great. You created the website. Now what? You need something else. Are you good at social media? Are you good at um, email marketing? You know, whatever the case, you need a second net. So that way you keep on going back and forth and, and, and it makes things a lot easier. So um, that's the other thing I'm going to mention. And as far as interns, uh, that was something that was asked about me a long time. Do I recommend it? Hell yes. Definitely do that, but with the same idea of know what you're looking for in that regard. So guys... Hopefully that answers a couple of questions. Hopefully you took some notes down here. Again, tomorrow, Friday, uh, Tuesday, uh, I believe tomorrow is January 8th, yes, uh, Eastern Standard Time, Facebook Live. Uh, give it a listen. Probably take us about, about 45 minutes to go through those questions. If you have a question, definitely send it over um, onto the Cash Hunt page over at Facebook. I'll see you tomorrow. And thank you so much for supporting this podcast. As always, not only are we trying to entertain you a little bit, but also educate you as well. Thanks so much. Have a great Monday, guys. Take care.